Hey, it's Meatball. And Mark. And this is the Rocker Morning Show on demand from 107.7 RKR. This is the best of the Rocker Morning Show with Meatball and Mark. Paul, you're on with Mark and Meatball. Okay. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Mark and Meatball. <laughs> you got How it, buddy. How are you doing? <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. Uh, actor, comedian, fellow Michigander, too, Paul Walter Hauser on with us today. Welcome to the Rocker Morning Show, man. It's good to be here, at least in, in spirit and yeah, in right. audibility. Um, <laughs> did you guys watch my show, or is this just kind of a fly-by-night interview? What's going on? Here? Oh, no. We, oh, I, I on, love man. your work, man. Yeah, we, we love like most of the stuff that you do. Um, in fact, I was looking through your IMDb earlier, and there were some movies you were in that I had completely forgotten about. And, and what's amazing to me is I'm looking through your IMDb, just such a wide variety of characters that you do, because you work in comedy and drama, suspense. You know, you're playing villains. You're doing voice acting. Like, what do you attribute to being so well-rounded to doing all of these characters and doing them well? Oh, thanks, man. Um, yeah, I, I'm... I mean, I think at the end of the day, I just really love acting. Uh-huh. And I, I I study people constantly, uh, both performances where I go watch Phil Hoffman, I go watch Regina King, I go watch Chris Farley. Um, there, there's a lot of watching of that, but then also people watching, right? Right. Like, you ever sit in an airport, you ever at Detroit Airport, and you're just kind of looking at people and you're thinking, well, based on how they eat their sandwich, what what does that tell me about them? Based on the phone call they're having on their Bluetooth, what does that tell me about them? Yeah. You know, that's a fun game to play, uh, and, and I get to do it for a living uh, in an interpretive fashion. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you have any preferences in the types of roles you play? Uh, you, you like being the bad guy or the funny guy more? Uh, um, the bad guy, because I get to test myself and and I get to try to show off. Yeah. I know that sounds a little arrogant or weird, but uh, <laughs> I listen. I never played sports, you guys. I wasn't a big <laughs> sports guy. Uh, this is my sport, acting. And, right. and at the age of 35, 36 right now, uh-huh. Freudian slip. At the age of thirty six right now, I I feel as though I'm I'm in my NBA prime. I'm trying to win another championship. <laughs> you know. I was gonna say I was watching the prior season of Cobra Kai, and I remember the the friend that I was watching it with said something about your character. They're like, he is so good at playing these roles. And I just laughed. I was like, I know. And that's when I, I told her that you're actually from Michigan. You're actually born in Grand Rapids, just north of us and grew up in Sag Nasty. Uh, did growing up in Michigan and, and the Midwest have any specific or direct impact on your decision to go into comedy and acting? Of course it did. Michigan's a weird state. Right? Uh, <laughs> Listen, listen, it, I, I think listeners might misunderstand me and think I'm taking a swing or a knock. I, I am really not. Michigan is and was this interesting place where, you know, Detroit was the birth of these things like rhythm and blues and rock and roll and some great food and, and some comedians and, and then the automotive industry. And, and it was a very industrial state, but then it's also outdoorsy. And and it's so 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 much agriculture is celebrated as well. So it it's a diverse state um, that is that is hit with hard times. Right. You look at Flint. You look at Detroit. You look at a lot of these places. It's it's been hit with hard times. So I think I think what it did to me was it made me a darkly comedic person. I have a dark sense of humor. I hone in on the idiosyncrasies of humanity, 
And uh, I really do think where I grew up has a lot to do sure. with the actor I am today. Um, in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of your, probably one of your biggest roles to date, you played Richard Jewell in a um, movie of the same name that Clint Eastwood, you know, directed. And for those that aren't aware or, or maybe missed the movie, this is the the security guard that caught the, uh, the bomb at the Atlantic uh, Olympics Park while the Olympics were down there. This is a huge role, and the movie was incredible. You did a wonderful job as that character. I'm curious what it was like when you got that call from Clint Eastwood, and he was like, hey, I want you to play this role. Dude, uh, I got offered the Richard Jewell television series that ended up on Netflix. I got offered that first. Oh, wow. It was very lucrative. And then three days later, I got a call saying Clint Eastwood wants you to star as Richard Jewell wow. in the new movie. Oh, my gosh. So I'm a, I'm a Jesus guy. I'm a Christian. So as I'm freaking out going, what uh, Eastwood wants me, but there's no contract. He doesn't even know if he's going to get the film made this year. Yeah. This other move, this other show is offering me more money than I've ever seen. I was freaking out, and and at like four in the morning, I'm on the phone with my agents and manager, and I said, you know, the Bible talks about fear and love. Uh, fear would tell me to take the money on the show. Love would tell me to work with Clint Eastwood. Tell him I'm working with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And, uh, man. It, it was the best career move I've ever made to this day, and. Uh, and I'm really happy with how the movie turned out. It was such a joy to make it. Yeah, and it's led to some big things, too. And obviously, you know, talking about your other roles, uh, most notably in recent Raymond Stingray Porter and Cobra <laughs> Kai, which uh, I hate to admit it, uh, I got a late start on season five. But as I as I mentioned before, we're watching these episodes. And every time I see your character on an episode, it's always one of my favorites. And <laughs> I want to know how much of that character was your influence and how much of that specifically was written by the writers for you specifically for you to the credit of the folks who make the show uh-huh. especially josh john and hayden the, the the triumvirate of brilliance that made that show work at all uh they they really crafted it for me and they really they really wrote the vast majority of my dialogue in that show i improvise here and there and i i might get one improv line per episode on average right but, but they they really said you know this is we saw you in Itania. You reminded us of John Goodman and Lebowski. We think you're funny. We'd love you to play this surprising character who's kind of like the audience POV. Right. There's a lot of men at home watching going, ah, I'm like Stingray. I want to <laughs> I want to learn karate at 35. I want to <laughs> hang out with these with Johnny Lawrence. You know, it's, it's kind of a funny, almost fourth wall break of a character. And I, boy, do I have fun doing it. There's a little Jack Black. There's a little Chris Farley. I steal from a lot of my heroes playing that guy. Switching gears a little bit from, you know, playing Stingray, you're in this series Blackbird on Apple Plus. Uh, you're playing real life serial killer Larry Hall. It is eerie how much you resemble him in the film and your portrayal of him. I want to know what kind of research went into doing that character and how it was portraying him. Ooh. Yeah, um, I didn't over-research him. Okay. I, I did some research, but a lot of it had to do with the, the, the teleplays, the episodes written by the brilliant, celebrated Dennis Lehane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much of what I needed, if not all of it, was on that page. And uh, once, once you justify in your mind this is how the character got to where he is, then you get to do all the fun stuff, like give alternate dialogue or improv or 
decide I'm going to eat the food this way. I'm right. going to lean in my chair that way. I'm going to save a line this way. You get to have all those creative niceties on top of telling the story. This right. is a really lush character to get to play, man. That's wild, dude. And, and you know, we'll probably end up at some point, I'm sure, running into you because I know my friend said she was DJing. You came up and complimented her on the vibe. I think it was last summer. So uh, hopefully you make it back to Michigan, but hopefully your con- your career continues to blossom and you do big things, man. I always love to see a Michigan kid making it and, mm-hmm. and doing awesome things. So really appreciate your time today. Blackbird streaming now on Apple Plus. Really appreciate you hanging out guys, with us today, brother. Guys, can you do me a huge favor? Absolutely. Yeah. Can you go have some slow barbecue for me? I miss it dearly. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Done. Bet. We'll have a Cheers, double. Guys. We'll have a double portion for you, man. Thanks for your time. <laughs> Please do. Cheers. Live weekday mornings from six to ten, and on demand in the Rocker app. It's the best of the Rocker Morning Show on 107.7 RKR.